This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. That's right, Mackie and Judd fill out in a long story. Anyway, Phil is doing a bunch of uh, company work the last two weeks. This is his final week of doing it. So it's Mackie and Judd without Mackie for the first segment. Phil does chime in as we do write that down for the second segment. Uh, But Declan Goff. Yes, sir. I want to bring you. I want to bring you a Vikings to-do list. Because it's my contention this is probably the most important week of training camp. And this is really, for all intents and purposes, the last week. Like, they'll they'll go to more of a... uh, a regular season format after this week um, sure. on Tuesday, we had the cutdowns and they weren't big, but the cutdowns from 90 to 85 a week from Tuesday, it gets a little bit more dicey, 85 to 80. And then the last Tuesday of August, it gets really dicey because we go from 80 to 53. But um, this week, joint practices against San Francisco today and Thursday off on Friday game against San Francisco at us bank stadium on Saturday, but I think joint practice-wise in 2022, those practices are the most important. Hmm. So, like, the game itself on Saturday will be televised. We'll all watch it and be excited about it. But I actually think the most important work will be done in the controlled environment of a joint practice, uh, which will feature, of course, Kevin O'Connell, Vikings coach, uh, going against his very good friend, Kyle Shanahan, the man who, sadly, let Kirk Cousins get away. Uh, and so what I want to bring you... It's five storylines of a to-do list that the Vikings have that should start to clear themselves up this week. So clarity. That fair? Yeah, I like right. that. Okay, so five to-do list. Let's do it. I'm going to throw you five things, five talkers. React, tell me what you think, agree, disagree. Not highly controversial, but they are five important things over the next two days and then into Saturday's game. All right. Okay, let's do it. Number one, I'm going to start you with this one. And I think this is pretty important. I think it's even more important because he missed a little bit of time due to COVID. And look, this isn't a COVID rat. I'm just saying. Kirk Cousins, is he up to speed with the offense? And where is he at? Because keep in mind, three preseason games, I don't think Kirk should play or will play in any of them, which makes these practices and practices in general Extremely important. Um, yes, we can all say, well, this, uh, Kirk knows his offense. He played for O'Connell in Washington. He knows his offense. But it's changed, right? Uh, and Kirk has talked about that, and I don't doubt that. Like, I don't have any, like, oh, Kirk's lying. Kirk's not lying. 
Um, September 11th against Green Bay. I'm not saying the offense is going to be perfect. I don't believe that. But I do think it's going to have to be set to go. And I think that going against another team in practices in a controlled environment, coming off COVID, and I I think our friend uh, Kevin Seifert, ESPN, did report that on Tuesday Kirk was back in the building, so he should be fine. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a pretty important step to say, where is Kirk Cousins at the most important ship as far as processing the offense, Dex? Where is he at as far as the progress goes here? Because it's going to be a trickle-down, but it starts with Kirk. September 11th, there's going to be a new offense in town, and he's going to run it. Look, so let's look at the time he has missed here. So he he stepped away from practice, I believe, on Wednesday, right? He was positive by Thursday. Um, so he's basically missed about a week, or maybe like, he actually stepped out on Thursday. Regardless, he's missed about Thursday. five yeah. days. Yep, he yes. wasn't going to play in the first preseason game. Um, mandatory or off day, at least of some sort, on on Monday. Yep. So I, I don't think it's um, against him, and nor do I think people are going to hold it against him that he missed the five days because of COVID. Now, if he's not able to practice in these joint practices because of the lingering effects of COVID, that's a different story, and, and we yes. can have that as as the week progresses if that becomes a storyline. Yes. But I don't look at at his. Uh, at him missing time now as a, as something that'll that'll hold him back or be a setback to him, and in fact, if anyone wants to use that against him, I think that's pretty cheap and lazy. And man, this this is a show that has criticized Kirk Cousins for some things that might some people might say are cheap and lazy. I don't think him uh, being out these last five days are going to affect that in terms of his speed. To your main point of getting in, getting familiar with the offense, but I, I I do believe that he does have to get the, get up to speed a little bit here. It's a brand new offense still, and as much as Kirk loves to talk about those code words and we work together, but now things are so different. It's not the same as it was in Washington, blah, blah, blah. Still right. a very important week in Kirk Cousins picking up this offense. Right, and Kirk, I think, did say at some point in training camp that these practices are extremely important. Um, and he's not wrong about that. Like, there are enough things where I will side with what Kirk has said is there are enough things that change. Because he's right. You know, this league evolves constantly. So what Kirk did in 2017 with O'Connell in Washington, yeah, there's elements of that still around, but it does change, and it evolves, and it becomes more complicated. And so I guess the question is this. We get a chance to see where Kirk is at as far as processing this, um, because I think it's like a test. And, you know, if you are... If you have part of the test down, that's fantastic. But the more of the test that you can pass, the more possibilities. And I think there are ultimately, at least if I'm right about this, a hell of a lot of possibilities here. Like if you consider the, but, but I mean, we talk about this, right? We talk about uh, Wang Wu and the potential plays with him. We talk about Cook being in the passing game. And some of that's fundamental playbook stuff. I get that. But some of it's probably pretty complicated, and some of it's probably stuff that we have not seen in practices because they're not going to show it because they don't want, you know, they don't want Judd Zolgad being like, yeah, I saw this trick playing where Jefferson gets the ball. So I'm not saying that we haven't seen anything, but I do think that there is a fundamental step here in, in an evolution, that's probably the fair word, that Kirk is going to have to take. So that's one. Number two is this, and this is as simple as it gets, Okay. but I think it's extremely important. I think this week, and I think it's this week, so this is not one where I'm like, I, I don't know for sure. This week is 
you need to make a decision on QB2. Um, and, and the, the joint practices to me for Mond are huge. Number one, I'm checked out. I'm not sure about you. I'm checked out on Sean Mannion. Oh yeah. Like I'm done there. Yeah. So I'm, I, I, I'm through with that one. Um, Mond, there's a lot of things I'm concerned about, but there were, you know, there are some things. There's upside. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I think this is the week and I think this is the week that you say, Okay. We're going to proceed, or, okay, Mod's going to make the team, but we're not going to proceed with him as QB2. I think this week is instrumental. Like, I don't think preseason game three is it. I'm not sure about you. I think that these two joint practices in preseason game two will decide if, oh, my God, we got to go get QB2 and we'll keep Mond, or, you know what, Callan might have a shot. It's actually pretty crazy when you when you break it down um, from the standpoint of one week in training camp is so integral to, to figuring out a quarterback's future with this team. I mean, if you if you really actually boil this down, and I don't think this is overreactionary at all. This week in Kellen Mond's career, and this isn't me just just um, just trying to guzzle down what you're saying, isn't yeah. is so important to Kellen Mond's career. Um, if it, he took, I think, a really solid step forward in that preseason game. And he, and he might say, hey, that's just me going out there and playing football and learning the system and blah, blah, blah. But he had such a witness protection-esque season last year and didn't have encouragement and didn't have optimism and, and basically was thrown into the wolves and, and didn't, you know, basically sunk the whole time. This week for him is big. Um, and if, if they don't see something in practice that says that they want to keep him around, because I think what, what is shown in practice here in this, if I can do a pseudo pie chart versus what's going to happen in the game, it's probably going to be like 90% what is happening in this practice. And then, all right, how does that translate to a preseason games running against the twos and threes of San Francisco? Um, I think this week to your point is integral for Kellen Mond. And if he goes out there and just shows in practice and in the game that he can't handle this, then there is probably going to be some type of not panic move, but a sense of urgency from the staff from Quayos from Quasi to KOC down that says, we got to fix this and we got to fix it fast because we don't really have the luxury of time anymore of waiting. And also it's not fair to this team to not go out and try to address someone. Doogie on our scoop session throughout, um, was it Nick Mullins, who was the third string quarterback for the Raiders? Yeah, I wouldn't mind a Nick Mullins. Hell, I wouldn't mind a Jarrett Stidham. I, I really wouldn't at this point. Um, yeah. So I this week, I don't think I I don't think it's you being overreactionary at all to a degree. I think this is the most important week of Kellen Mond's career as a as a Minnesota Viking. I think it's also pretty important too that they move on from Mannion period. Like if you're gonna sit there and say, well, he holds Kirk's hand, I, I'm just not down with that. Uh, the Mon thing, and look, I mean, Mon made some good plays on Sunday against the Raiders. It's my personal opinion that he's probably not going to um, get to a point where I consider him to be QB2. But the other thing that's, I guess, more important to me is this. You have to move on from Sean Mannion. Like, what we saw on Sunday and what we saw, what was that last December 30th or in Green yeah. Bay? Yeah. Like, it's not doable. Like, I can't do that. I can't go. Like, if you're willing to go back there, you're willing to go to a place that I would not go. All right. Talking point number three of the to-do list. 
Again, these things aren't like brain surgery. Like, I can't believe you're talking about this. These things are all pretty simple, but I think the joint practice aspect makes them important. Um, and I think this third thing is very simple. And I think it comes off the joint practices far more than Saturday's game. Are you going to proceed with Garrett Bradbury? Hmm. Are you going to proceed there? Um, because, again, you know what? Dex, much like Mond, I think this week becomes incredibly important. Because here's what I don't get. I feel like you're tracking right for the first time in a long time. And, we, and we've talked about this extens- extensively on our shows, and I think it's accurate. For the first time in a long time, I feel like you're tracking correctly on the line. Right? Like, Ingram might start. Okay, I'm down with that. Your tackles, I think they're good. Your left guard, okay, I'm fine there. Ezra Cleveland. Garrett Bradbury, though, if Garrett Bradbury in the joint practices gets tossed aside, and he's, and, and, and I'd like to demonstrate for you, okay? God. So, if I'm back on my heel, like, here's Bradbury. Here's Bradbury. You know what I liked about Schlotman? He's not that great, but you know what I like? He was like this. He's coming forward. 3D. He's coming at you. Bradbury, look at him. It's this. If that's Garrett Bradbury, I don't think I can do that anymore. I don't, and I don't think it's smart. And I don't think that it's smart to, I don't think you can throw, I don't think you can have everything around Kirk be pretty damn good and then be like, yeah, your center is still going to be suspect. Right. Kenny Clark week one, Philadelphia week two. Um, so my third thing, and I think it's extremely important, it's time to make a decision. Garrett Bradbury. And if he gets tossed around like a rag doll, my decision, he might not be caught, but my decision is pretty simple. If nothing else, I give Schlotman a chance, first team center. You know, we as much as we want to come, uh, pine for the backup quarterback position and who could be QB2, is it on the roster in Kellen Mond or is it someone else that they could trade for? Um, that's a different conversation. But in reality, the, the, the more impactful position that the Vikings really need to figure out is their starting center. And, you know, I, for the fact Kevin O'Connell said now almost two weeks ago that it's basically an open competition at the starting center spot for a guy who has been your starter for what the last three seasons. And you didn't even go out and address that position in free agency or the draft to a degree. Um, I think that was a big red flag. And I think that, I, I don't know if there's buyer's remorse there necessarily with, with Kevin O'Connell and Quasey, but I bet if they could redo, you know, their first off season or their first to do list, we're just doing a to do list for in the joint practices, but their first to do list and free agency in the draft. Right. That would have been, let's go find a legitimate center, dude. Or let's draft someone. And look, they, they find they Austin Schlotman on the, on the street. Right. That might end up being a guy for you. But I would have fell in a hell of a lot better with them taking a, a... You can find centers in day three. You can find a center in day two. It's not like we were asking them to draft Tyler Lindenbaum. And by the way, if it was Tyler Lindenbaum over Lewis Seen, and you can expose me if this ends up turning wrong, I would have been red in the face that you, they took a chance on a center with your first-round pick. But they, they didn't do that. And now I think after mini camps, the first week of tra- training camp, I think this staff from general manager down to was like, oh, God, we, th- this Garrett Bradbury thing, as much as we've watched things on film and we can scheme appropriately as much as we can, this could be an issue here. This is the yep. one linchpin here that is preventing you from being a top five offense. Um, yep. it, that might sound crazy of like, really, Declan, the center? But you've been 11th and 14th in points with this personnel. Having a competent or an above average center, those little type of tweaks plug in a nice right guard, plug in a nice center on your interior offensive line. Yes, that takes you from 11th to 8th to 7th, whatever it is, and as being a top 10 offense. So I actually think that's the bigger thing to watch here in training camp. 
I personally would have it on my number one to-do list here because I, I do think they kind of dropped the ball on not addressing the center position in the offseason. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, in, in week two, they're going to face the Eagles, who drafted Nebraska's center in the second round, Cam Jurgens, who we talked about extensively on this show, who so far has been a stud. So he's been Ingram-like, but he's been that guy at the center position. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, they're just, but they're going to have to make a decision. I don't think your decision can be, well, he was a first round pick. We didn't pick up his fifth year option, but we're going to play him. Um, I think this week, if he gets pushed around, I think you seriously have to say, you know what? We can't do this. Mm -hmm. Um, it's far from ideal. I don't like it, but yeah, you're sort of right. And, um, as, as far as the to-do list goes, so like the Mon thing is a backup And, and he might make the roster. He might be the third guy. Um, that's an important long-term potential decision. It might not be, too. Uh, but to what we're talking about, and you're you're right, this could be atop their list, is you're talking about a team that's expected to win in 2022, a starter, a first-round pick, and this just might be it. And you know what? If this is it, make the decision. That's the other thing. Make the decision. Pull the plug. I mean, just say, you know what? It's not going to work. You're not going to start. Um, and Schlotman is far from ideal. But and it, but this sounds so stupid, but it's true. I'd rather have a guy who's moving forward at the snap, not backwards. And that's where Bradbury always seems to be backwards. And right now you face three tacks and nose tackles that are damn good. So that's my third thing. Okay. Number four? Number four. Number four I'm gonna, four, number four is sponsored, though. Oh, number is four. it? Number four, Declan Goff, is sponsored. Because you know what? There was a time, there was a point in time, offensive linemen had a problem with weight. They needed to lose weight. They get done with their careers and they'd be like, I am heavy. What am I going to do? And you know what? To every one of them, Coach Zolget has a suggestion. Olivia Weight Control Centers. Because I've dropped 40 pounds, and most importantly, I'm keeping that weight off. And, mo- and, and here's the other thing, too. This is all about teamwork. I have an update on the lovely Don Zolget. Who went to Livia today and is now down 16 pounds. So wow. she's down 16. I'm down 40. In fairness, she started long after I did because she said, you lost all this weight. I want to lose weight too. And I said, of course. You know what? Teamwork. Join me. We will go at this together. And right now, I want to uh, ask you to tell you that you can get aboard the L- Livia Weight Loss Bandwagon. It's this easy. Their anniversary sale Right now, you can join the program for 50% off. 50% off, Declan Goff. 855-GO-LIVIA, livia.com. And now you're saying, well, Judd, okay, that's great, but how do I spell it? And I'm going to tell you, L-I-V-E-A.com, Livia, L-I-V-E-A.com. It is your first step towards weight loss and all of those clothes fitting again. And best of all, keeping that weight off for good. By the way, you can savor the rest of summer at the Meadows at Mystic Lake. We might in deep August here. It might be state fair time. It might be Vikings football time. You can still get in some uh, some summer golf in here. And fall golf, in my opinion, is still the elite time to get out there and golf. And there's no better place to good. enjoy that than at the right. Meadows at Mystic Lake. A nice, easy drive down 169 from the Twin Cities. They have GPS uh, 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 tracking carts there, so you know exactly what your yardage is hitting. I can't tell you how many times the old Dex tweets has to guesstimate on how far he is from the pin because usually he's pretty far away from that. Thankfully, the carts there at the Meadows at Mystic Lake provide me that information. And then when you're done with your round, you can go and enjoy a cold one on the Meadows Bar and Grill. Nice little patio session there. Stock up on some balls and a pair at their full-service golf shop as well. 
Book your tee time now at golfthemeadows.com to learn more. Golfthemeadows.com, the meadows at Mystic Lake. I love fall. I absolutely love I think fall. it's a little overrated of the season. I think I, if I You're hot take, wrong. hot take. No, I think it's no. an overrated season, but there's things about fall that are second love to none. Fall. Spring used to be the young Judd, like spring the most. Really. Another, another, the my old, other hot take is we don't have spring in Minnesota. Like the old Judd, but when we do have spring, but when we do, we have had spring. It just depends on if you see it or not. All right, on my Vikings to-do list for their joint practices against uh, San Francisco. Number four, I don't think these guys are going to play preseason games. And by the way, I have no problem with that. But in the joint practices, they definitely will get plenty of action. How well do Daniil Hunter and Zadarius Smith click? And this isn't a fear if they're healthy that they're not going to be good. I just want to see it. I just want to see it because I think it's going to be if, if and, and keep in mind, this is a big if, because Hunter's had uh, back-to-back years of injuries that I think have in two years limited, limited him to six-plus games in full, and Zadarius Smith, Missed almost all of last season with Packers with a back injury. He came back in the playoffs. But I just want to see how these two look together. Because yeah. I think, um, knock on wood, they're healthy September 11th against the Packers. It's going to be great fun. But, like, I, I just want a little bit of a taste. I just want to, you know, oh, my goodness gracious, that's a great move. Um, and, again, I am not faulting O'Connell if he does not play him in the preseason. In fact, I almost applaud that. But the joint practices, they definitely will be out there, more of a controlled environment, and I'm sure that they're going to try some things. So, Dex, I guess this comes from more of a curiosity standpoint, but those two in the 3-4 outside linebacker pass rushers, I think that's something I am really looking forward to seeing as much as we possibly can because together they could be nightmares. Yeah. I mean, I, I think they're the most important pieces on that defense. And if they aren't getting after the quarterback, even at an average rate, this has kind of been a tune I've been singing the last few, few months now on bent line episodes on purple daily and other things. And if, if those two aren't elite top five, top 10 at getting after the pass rusher, getting after the quarterback, I should say as pass rushers, the Vikings defense is going to be bad. It's, it's going to be horrendous again. Um, they, they don't have the personnel on their defensive backs and, and safeties yet to be good again. So if, if Daniil Hunter and Zedaria Smith aren't just wreaking havoc on opposing quarterbacks, that defense is going to be bad. And it's a gamble. Like, I mean, three years ago, Phil pointed out the fact that in 2019, again, three years ago, and that's, that's a long time in NFL days, that those two were the number one and two guys at, at, at getting pressure. Even if they're, let's call it, you know, sixth and tenth at getting after pressure, respectively. Right. That's going to be huge for that Vikings defense. Like, obviously, staying healthy is number one, and then number two is can they still remain elite pass rushers? I'm, I'm, I'm confident Hunter is. Zadarius is probably the more bigger question mark, just because, because, because he's a little older and he's only played in one game, uh, basically dating back to 20, 2020. So they, they have to, like, they have to stay in the field, and they, the, the pressure on them. You, you kind of used last year of. The Vikings are expected to be better on the rush defense. Like, they have to be better at it, and they stunk. They were still horrible at it with Dalvin Thomas and Michael Pierce missing time as well. The Vikings cannot afford to have those two players be mediocre or worse next season. Yeah, and the only guy, and the potential replacement that, that intrigues me, and he played well for the most part against the Raiders on Sunday, Patrick Jones, the second. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Like I think DJ Wanham, who is is also a backup there. I think he's a backup. I think Patrick Jones the second does intrigue me. But yes, if if Zadaria Smith and Daniil Hunter are healthy and firing on all cylinders, it could be a lot of fun. And I'm just curious to get a little bit of a a preview of what they could potentially bring. Absolutely. All right, number five on my list of Vikings to-do list for the 49ers joint practices. Um, I think this is pretty important, too, because, again, this is a team that has aspirations. There's no question about it. This is not a team that is like a competitive rebuild does not mean rebuild. And I'm willing to go down this path with them. Like, I argued against it. It's too late. It's over. I'm willing to go down this path. But it changes, uh, it changes my thought process a bit. And my fifth thing is this. You are now going to have to give a serious judgment to your backup corners. Starting with a guy who's learning, clearly. And I like him, but he's learning. Andrew Booth Jr. Um, Caleb Evans also factors in. But Patrick Peterson, I think, is going to be fine. He's aging, but I think he's going to be fine. Um, Cam Dantzler, I hope, is going to be improved and fine. But someone's going to get hurt. Because you're, you're basically going to play Peterson... Dantzler, and then um, Shandon Sullivan at Nickel, who they acquired as a free agent from the Packers. So you got to have a pretty good read here. Because if you're going to go with Booth Jr. and Evans, and like I suggested today on on Mackie and Judd, or I should say on Tuesday, and you're going to cut Boyd, you're leaving yourself pretty thin there. Now, if you're confident in your backups, that's fine. If you're not, I think you might have to go out and get a veteran to at least be a backup. Because, I mean, Peterson, Sullivan, and Dantzler are going to start. I don't think there's a debate about that. But uh, that's the other thing. In these joint practices where you're going against a team that you don't know that's going to probably do a little thing, uh, do a few things with Trey Lance differently, I think the backup cornerback spot, given what you're trying to do, which is win now, becomes pretty important to make sure that you have some certainty about it. Yeah, it's it's a weak position, I would say, of the things that they have to address if they were to address anything um, between their backup quarterback, their starting center, and their cornerback. I still put cornerback third at this rate. Like, it's 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 a developmental position for them right now. Um, they're hoping Cam Dantzler takes a step forward. They're hoping a Caleb Evans fills some needs. Uh, they're obviously hoping Andrew Booth Jr. takes a big step forward in his rookie year, but it's a rookie cornerback, and it's probably the toughest position you've pointed this out to adjust from college in the NFL. Um, so I, I don't think they'll panic and make a, a, a panic move to address that cornerback room right away, pending an injury. You know, like if they lost Pat P or right. Shannon Sullivan, then they'd have to force their hand a little bit. Yes. But I don't foresee them making a big change and adding someone unless just something kind of falls in their lap a little bit. Um, but it is their weakest position. Like if to the point of the, if the pass rush in Zadarius and Daniil don't get after you, like guys like Aaron Rodgers are going to throw all over them when they play Josh Allen, they're going to throw all over them. You know, Jalen hurts is as, as much as people have some questions about him. He can scramble with the best of them and he can avoid pressure. And if the cornerbacks aren't doing their job, he can burn you. So it, it's their weakest position. I really think it, it, and that's not a hot take. It's their weakest position, but I am curious kind of how those guys develop, you know, how quickly can a Caleb Evans and Andrew Booth basically step in and right. be almost immediate contributors on that defense by the time the regular season starts. And that's difficult. Mm-hmm. That's di- that's di- 
that's difficult, but you have to know, are they going to be abject failures if they have to play, or are you going to be able to, in at least some way, shape, or form, muddle on through? Anyway, five things. Five things that. on a to-do list for uh, the next two days. Vikings 49ers joint practices. Declan Goff. Wow. You're going to be out there. You're going to be watching. Uh, that, yeah. Watching yeah. Kyle Shanahan. We're going to be out there. We're going to be doing uh, PD, talking about this. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping I can learn some things. Did I'm you? hoping I can glean. Glean is the right word. You got the, uh, the binoculars. We'll have the binoculars out ready to rock. You'll be, you'll be looking at beautiful, grizzled uh, Kyle Shanahan. Will he have a 5 o'clock shadow? There we go. Will he be more uh, bearded? Will he have we won't know. shaven? We won't know well, until I'm out there. I don't know. I'm we won't. We won't know. Take us home. I'm just looking through my binoculars. Hit the subscribe button for Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment on this YouTube channel. Uh, Write that down, predictions, on the back end of the podcast and later on on this YouTube channel as well. You can hit the subscribe button for Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment. Go check out Purple Daily for more bonus. Write that down, predictions, and also some Judd Camp notes, some latest news on Mike Zimmer, who's back uh, as an analyst with Dion Primetime Sanders at Jackson State. So plenty of stuff to get into. Hit the subscribe button, Daily Minnesota Vikings Entertainment. Mackie and Judd. Well, well, well. Another edition of Mackie and Judd with Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff, and a Phil Mackie from Satellite scouting Matt Eberfluss. Did we decide, decide on Eberfluss? Is that what it was? Eberfluss? Yeah. No, I think it's Eberfluss. Eberfluss. I wouldn't worry about it until he wins. One of the most buffoon names I've ever just. I, I, I hope the Bears no, figure something do out. But don't like, do I just. Don't, Eberfluss, don't no, no, no. Matt rules I, a buffoon. Matt rules the buffoon. I shouldn't say Matt. Yeah, Eberfluss let, let isn't the poor guy. Let's but play out. yes, Eberfluss. Can, can let it play out for sure. Uh, so Mackie, Phil Mackie has his predictions via satellite. So we'll get to those in just a little bit. Uh, but this is write that down, of course. And uh, as everyone knows the rules, one drink, everyone knows the rules. Okay, that's a different show. But three predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. Uh, we do keep track of batting average and home runs and listeners. If you'd like to participate in this segment, shoot me a note through the Score North app. There's a feedback option. I believe we are booked almost through September, but th- there always is sometimes last-minute openings. So just shoot me an email if I haven't gotten back to you. I'll get you on the schedule. Um, we can get you on from there. But, yeah, that's how Write That Down works. Three predictions each week. Let's uh, let's get into our accountability session, Judd Zolgab. All right. With you, you had actually nothing come off the board Beautiful. this week, so you'll stay safe. But uh, a featured prediction here. You said Mike Zimmer will give an interview with an outlet in which mm. he criticized the decision to sign Cousins and criticized his now new colleague, or reunited colleague, I should say, <laughs> Rick Spielman. So this is still on the board. I feel like it should come off soon, and it, I think it's wrong. Yeah, it might be coming off here. Now, uh, the, the Zim Dog, as I like to call him, is uh, now going to be with Deion Sanders uh, as, as an analyst with him. So, um so that, that, the Zim's got going that for him. But I, I don't think this one's going to come true for you, Judd. I'd be comfortable taking this one off the board, and if something happens, going back to it. But, yeah, I think you're right. I think uh, Mike has been incredibly quiet. I'm not quite sure why, because I don't think he – I mean, does he want to be a head coach again? Yeah. I don't like, I don't know why he's being so quiet, but he's definitely I – have, I have been told behind the scenes that his friends oh. have told him to keep his mouth shut. Yeah. I would like to talk to him and tell him, no, Mike, don't keep your mouth shut. Spill your guts. That's right. Okay. Uh, a couple things off Uh-oh. the board for, for old Mackadack. So the Twins will sweep the Dodgers. <laughs> and you mocked it when it happened, and it didn't even come close to being true. Yes. 
He also said the Wolves will be scheduled a Christmas Day game. So the NBA did announce their Christmas Day schedule. The NBA schedule will be announced on Wednesday afternoon. But yep. we do know the Wolves will not have a Christmas Day game. So that comes off the board for old Macadex. So an all for two day uh, for the quote-unquote ringleader at Score North. With the listeners, nothing off the board. So they just stand pat. They're like Judd. What nothing the hell is going the on? There's a quiet week. It, this is rare that we get a quiet week in Max. We never have this quiet week. Um, especially in summer. Usually have some stump, stuff coming off yep. the board, but nothing off the board for you, nothing off the board for the listeners. How about uh, some self-reporting here? Oh, boy. I said the Twins would win at least four of their five games in L.A. Uh, between the Dodgers and the Angels. That didn't even come close to coming true. Where were you guys smoking? Uh, well, I in uh, in my defense, and it never would have happened, I don't know why I'm defending this, I thought it was six games going into the predictions, and then once I made the prediction, I realized it was five games, and I don't want to say three out of five. Like I just thought that was lame. <laughs> So I was like, oh, I'll say four out of five. So I think that would have been a home run. You would have, you would have it, probably yes. as you know, swept the Angels at that point, even though they're yes. not good. That's still a home run. Yes. Um, but that didn't come true. So it's off the board. All right. I also said Chris Jericho will beat John Moxley at Quake at the Lake uh, at AEW last Wednesday night. Despite that being one of the most electrifying in-ring experiences I've ever expe- seen, uh, that did not come true. And I was, if anyone cares at all, this close to adding. In this prediction, which yep. I guess wouldn't have came true, that CM Punk would return, which he did at Quake at the Lake, and it blew my complete socks off, and it had all the people just going crazy. Uh, but regardless, that's just uh, if ifs and wishes and, and candies and nuts and uh, none of that. Yeah, I, yeah. I hear you. All right, statistics. So uh, I'm still leading a 474 average, uh, 13 home runs, but I I know Judd. I might be going through a little bit of a swoon here. Yeah, I don't think I have anything really. come off the board uh, positively in the last couple of weeks. I was batting 500, now 474. Yep. Uh, so, But still leading comfortably. Judd at 368, seven home runs. Listeners with 10 bombs and hitting 300 on the season. An old Mac deck actually in the basement. Quote, I, I shouldn't say basement because this is the most collectively the best season of Write That Down. All four um, categories have had this year. He's hitting 297 with nine home runs. I think First time he... First time he's in the basement, uh, and first time he's under 300 in a long time, right? Yeah, I think so. And he's going for home runs because he claims he, he won't be able to catch me in the batting yeah. average. Uh, but, you know, I'm slumping. You never know. Uh, career statistics, 22 bombs, 235 hits for Judd, uh, 192 hits, and 24 bombs for Phil. Listeners with the all-time leading 29 bombs are uh, Henry Aaron of the group, if you will, with 159 hits as well. And then I have 21 bombs, closing in on you and Mackie in about mm-hmm. half the time. With twenty one, with one hundred and thirty one hits, so uh, I'm coming, Judd. I'm coming, Phil. So don't uh, don't don't sleep on me just yet, okay? I'm not worried about the power. You're not worried about that part. No, the power. The, oh, the, the power. power. The, the power doesn't concern me. I am. I'm Carew. I am Ted Williams. I'm hitting for average, and uh-huh. the power takes care of itself, or it doesn't. I don't care about the power. Okay, I am all about the average. Interesting. All right. All right, so we're going to get our guy Jack in here uh, from University of Central Florida, Dante Culpepper here in just a second, Judd, but I just want to shout out my friends at Aquaside. I don't know if Central Florida's got some uh, lake weeds and pellets going on. I'm guessing they do. You know, there's a lot of people enjoying the water out there. They have alligators. They have alligators, and I can't guarantee that Aquaside pellets stop alligators, but they can prevent you from from lake weeds and algae. They don't. And uh, you can give them a call or stop into their location in White Bear Lake here in the Twin Cities or just order their Aquaside pellets online at their website. It's a great, easy-to-use website aquaside.com to learn more aquaside pellets to remove that nasty lake weed and algae all right write that down rolls on let's get our guy jack in here jack you you were telling us off mic you are a 
recent uh, listener and discovery. Uh, you've just you have recently discovered Score North and Mac and Jet. Is that correct? Yes, that is that is true. A couple months ago, I don't know. I don't even know how. I just did. It just came up on your YouTube. How, <laughs> yeah, how, how YouTube. Did, I'm always curious how this happens. <laughs> on, your, on, your YouTube. on YouTube, you know, the only thing I can think of is I was just listening to other stuff and like I'm not going to say the podcast name, but like it was like back when the Vikings signed DB Westbrook last year, okay. and I'm like, and they gave like a really, you know. It sounded like D.D. Westbrook might have been Jerry Rice. So I was like, no way this is the case. I'm going to try to filter through all those stuff, and I eventually found you guys. Oh, wow. Smart. Smart okay. man. See, you, you you were a discerning. You're like, I don't think I believe that. I'd like to hear more reality. That's yeah. where we come in. Exactly. I like it. I like it. All right, Jack. You're going to be our leadoff hitter here for Write That Down. So we're going to start with you. We're then going to go over to Judd, then back to me. And then Phil via satellite. Judd, I'm going to try not to be my Phil Mackey and mess up the order. We'll see how well I do running the ship for the second straight time. So uh, God willing, that goes off. But Jack is our leadoff hitter. So Jack, your first prediction, sir. Go ahead. All right. Write this down. The Minnesota Timberwolves will make the Western Conference Finals this upcoming season. Oh, out of the gate. I'm all in. You know, shameless plug. Halftime hangout. I, you know, discuss all about it. Give like a little fifteen minute video about it. Um, yeah, I mean they got they kept Jaden McDaniels. I think Jaden McDaniels and Ant will be fantastic in transition. And I have another prediction coming up with that, so I'm, I'll leave it there. But I'm it. all in on that Timberwolves. Oh man, Kool Aid. Phil Mackey's kicking himself right now. Flagrant Howls, the new co-host of Flagrant Howls, and he's via satellite. We got Jack dropping some Wolves home run predictions here. Oh yeah, tell Western Phil together. Conference Finals. Tell, tell Phil, um, I would like a bet line when Timberwolves season comes along for Flagrant Howell. <laughs> you great. got it. I like you got it. I like that idea. I think we it's will probably idea. install something like that. All right, Judd, over to you, man. All right, Dalvin Cook will finish among the top three NFL running backs in receptions this season. So Dalvin Cook, when it's all said and done, among running backs in the NFL, Dalvin Cook will be in the top three in passes caught. I think he's going to be that influential in the past game because, uh, you know, he didn't play on Sunday, but I don't know if you guys saw this. They had some of their running backs split out already. Oh, yeah. This ain't going to be a eye formation. Zim, I like to run the ball. Dalvin Cook's going to catch passes. He should. Like, he should be top three among running backs. I think that that's – should be, I'm ball. not saying it's a blunt prediction. It's still got to happen by all means, but, I mean, it, it should. Right. We should will this in to be happening, for God's sake. So, Dalvin Cook, top three in receptions among running backs. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. All right, write this down. I'm going acapella a little bit on you. Uh, twins prediction for me. So we are recording this, by the way, on a Tuesday evening into Wednesday, but that, that doesn't matter. This prediction will still come true, hopefully. Uh, the Twins will be tied or leading the AL Central at some point between now and next week's write that down. So they are two games back right now. So you've been doing drugs. Maybe I'm doing drugs. No, I yeah, can't no, guarantee I'm doing drugs. It's over. Okay, and Jack if I was doing drugs, this has uh, nothing sport, to do with that, that, that That's my sports on right there. You can tell. He's like, nah, it ain't going to happen. They will be tied or leading the Central. And by the way, like overnight, like I don't want to, I, I don't want to be a technicality. We're like, hey, they jumped the gun because Cleveland's game didn't finish. Right. And like, they're like, no, like after a set of games throughout a day, they the will morning. be tied or leading the Central. Yes, entering a morning between now and yeah. next week's write that down. You can mock it all you want, but I think the Twins will get hot here. So. My first prediction. Okay. All right. Let's go over to Mackie. Let's, let's see what Mackie's act. I have no idea what Mackie predicted. So let, let's hear for the, what, what he's got here. God willing. Hey, guys. Mackadak here from behind enemy lines in Chicago for some 
Harvard Radio Company meetings, but really I'm just scouting the Chicago Bears in preparation for two Vikings beatdowns this season. Or maybe one beatdown at home and then the inexplicable loss on the road at Soldier Field, like seemingly like usual. Anyways, here's my first prediction. Byron Buxton will have, between now and next week's Write That Down, a game-tying, go-ahead, or game-winning home run in the eighth inning or later. So you got that, Dex? So we're going eighth inning or later, game-tying, game-winning, or go-ahead home run. Write it down. Wow. Look, there's some Twins Kool-Aid being passed around here. That's a lot of Macadac in my uh, picture right there. That is a lot. He's that's he, a, he, lot, a lot of well, fill. I mean, like, just Jeff, back up. You're you're pretty good at that though too. You know you you're. Uh... Well, you told me to. That's because well, you yeah, told no, me that's... on the videos. But, and, and you should. But Macadac fill for it. But Macadac is like I got to back it up a little bit. You're all good there. All right, uh, let's go back over to Jack. Jack, your second prediction, my man. What do you all got right. for us? Another Timberwolves one. Jaden McDaniels will finish all NBA second team defense or better just defensive not all nba you know i think with him in the starting lineup now he's going to have a lot lesser role on offense and i think that a lot of that you know unless the transition shooting three is going to be lesser role and i think a lot of that transitions to being a more defensive anchor for the team won't have to grab as many rebounds he can gamble for steals and get some chase down blocks or you know help help side blocks so i think it would translate to an all defensive Team, second team at least. You know, Jack, I, I like to I like to crown myself as a resident Jaden McDaniels uh, fan club. Uh, I was a big fan when they drafted him, and I I think you're dead on here, dude. He's he's a mm-hmm. he's a freak athletic player, and even if he kind of just becomes that corner three and D guy, like you know we know he's good defensively, but yes. if he just starts hitting those three shots, those, those corner three shots, and he, we saw it in the playoffs a little bit. I love this a little second yes. team all defense, then maybe a little bit of offensive contribution just here and there. That's all I can mm-hmm. ask for. I think it'll be great. Like I think. When Rudy Gobert gets to rebound right. and outlet to Jaden McDaniel, it's Alley oh. to Anthony Edwards. I mean, like, that's just, that's basketball right there. That's Western basketball. Conference Finals, baby. Yeah. Western Conference Finals. Western exactly. Conference Finals. I love that you're calling that. I love it. Judley. All right. Former Twins bench coach Derek Shelton will not be the Pirates manager next season. Off the record, I think he'll be fired. But De- Derek Shelton, who is Rocco's guy, and it'll be very interesting if uh, hmm. Jace Tingler go somewhere else or something happens because Rocco and Derek Shelton are very close. But anyway, I digress. Derek Shelton will not be the Pirates manager next season. Okay. He's, uh, I think he's one of about four or five I like more him. guys on the chopping block. Oh, he's like a good, him. yeah, he's a good Great guy. Great dude. But uh, he, the, yeah. those buckos aren't playing too hot right now either. Well, I mean, yeah. I don't know if you can that's not too a much job. on a manager. That's no, not that's a, a tough job. place. Tough place to be. Uh, all right, second prediction for me. Actually, I have a Wolves prediction. Uh, as we tease, the NBA schedule release will come out uh, after this prediction is made, so I'm safe here. But the Wolves will get at least two games on the mothership ESPN this season. When the initial schedule release comes out, oh, two on. games on ESPN this season. The Pups finally get some national recognition. I want two games, two games on ESPN. Two games? At Hold least on a two. Second. At least Hold two on games. Gonna, you know, what are you I got do? my Jim Gantner bat here so uh-huh. I can lay down a bunt. Yeah, so I can I'm, I'm I can lay down. About, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure Jack it. thinks of this. You know, you know they they should at least, but they did have zero games last year. So they got yeah. the flex thanks game. for the safety squeeze. 
Thanks they should, for the safety squeeze. My guy, Jack, defending me here, okay? Holy they didn't have any last year. They got flexed in last second with the Lakers. I'm saying on the initial schedule release, they get two, okay? They just get two. It's not a bomb. It's a nice bloop over the shortstop's head, okay? You hold a bump like this? You know, the, 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 okay. uh, it's fine. You don't get to mock me. You don't mock me. It's fine. All right. Let's, uh, <laughs> let, let's, let's hear from Macadac here. Enough of this hoopla. All right. Prediction number two. Can you hear the sirens? That's the hot take police. Hot on my trail here in Chicago. Write this down. Justin Jefferson will have at least two touchdowns and at least 150 receiving yards in the first game of the season. That's right, hot take police. Pull my ass over. I am drinking Justin Jefferson Kool-Aid. Mercy. Mercy. Jair Alexander's going to cover him. Never know. But oh, just... I love Jefferson. I'm, I'm a huge fan. You guys know that, but that's, I mean, a, I... that's a lot. But Jair Alexander has to go against Justin Jefferson. I can play that card against you. You know, That's no problem. Jefferson's on my fantasy team this year, so I mean. Oh, yeah. I'm all for it. Win-win there. It's a win-win, as we like to call that. That's well, Yeah, it's a win-win because he ain't going to get that much against Jerry. I mean, there's teams he could do that against. I don't think. Yeah. Resident so. Packer fan here, Judd Zolgad, just poo-pooing on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. Okay, all right. Uh, Jack, your third and uh, final prediction, sir. My third and final prediction is Greg Joseph will hit, will kick a game buzzer-beating, game-winning field goal week two against the Eagles. And my only reason for this is last year. So September nineteenth is my birthday. Is, nice. I'm with twenty one this year. Hell last yeah. year on September nineteenth, the Ever Cardinals. Been. You know he missed a game oh, winning field goal. So right. this year he's going to right the wrongs for, for Big Twenty One, and we're going to kick a game winning buzzer beating field goal. Man, that had to be that'd be a buzzkill of a birthday for you. I'm sorry oh, it that was, had to happen. More you know, importantly, more cool. importantly, what time are you showing up at the bar that day? Uh, well, my plan is to actually tweet out Jeff at Justin Jefferson. Every reception is a shot, and at that point, we're just God. going. Be careful! Yeah. Be careful! Twenty one's dangerous, dude. Easy sports it, it day is. talking it to is. you here. I mean, we'll see. I mean, knowing Kirk Cousins on Monday night, he might have like four receptions anyway. So it's like. <laughs> It, it's you, not. It you might go not home be sober. Yeah, I might just might go home. You'll be like, I'm going to bed. See you guys. All, yeah, all exactly. about the pacing that night, Jack. If it's a Monday night game, rest yeah. up. There, there's like, you know, maybe yeah. have a Bloody Mary in the morning. That's fine. Enjoy of that course. first Bloody. But, the, yeah, but come then, back like, on with us so we can advise you. Yeah. We do not. We do not want any of our valuable uh, 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 Purple Daily Mackie and Judd fans to uh, suffer the consequences <laughs> we did at the I mean, same age. I, I'm sure I'll be fine, but. You know, uh, you, it's you, it's worth the Twitter reply. If I get a Twitter reply, that right, it'll be worth it. Worth it for me. All right, Jack. Uh, before we let you go here, you have this life changing platform. Is there anyone else in your your life you'd like to shout out here before we say bye bye? You know, before I get to the people I want to shout out sh- again, one more shameless plug: halftime hangout. I have to say, wait, say it one more time. So go it. listen to that if you want some great NBA basketball stuff. Um, when it comes to family, I appreciate my dad gave me into Minnesota sports and. My mom for just listening to Minnesota sports and and friends, family, and appreciate you guys for getting me on here. But that's about it. Moms right, are the best, man. Moms are the best. The best, exactly. God bless them. All right, All right Jack. man. Take care. Appreciate Thanks, you Jack. coming appreciate on. It. Thanks for discovering Score North. We'll get you on Ventline. Stay safe in that twenty first birthday. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate yep. it. All right, man.
That's Jack. Loyal listener Jack, recent discovery of, of uh, Mackie and Judd and Score North. I hope. I walked out on my own power my 21st birthday, but there was a trip to the bathroom after a good uh, three Wiseman shot from my college roommates. That was not fun. I turned 21 uh, watching an Eagles-Vikings game when I, I think it was Eagles. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't an Eagles. But it was an Eagles game on a Monday night in wow. 1991. Wow. I was at the Applebee's in Uptown, which survived for years. That it Applebee's isn't... was there for years. It became a pizza place, and I don't know what it is now. So that was when, – when is your birthday again? What month? November 13th. So was that right after the Twins won the World Series then? Um, I was, was not, okay. So I was twenty-one for most of ninety-one. No, it it would have been the it would have been no um, no. I'm sorry, it would have been November of ninety. So I turned twenty-one, and then I was twenty-one for most of. So it was November of ninety. The Eagles were playing a Monday night game, and Herschel Walker was still a Viking, as far as I recall. Wow. About six. That would have been a pretty damn memorable week. Twins win the World Series. You turned 21. I guess. No, I wow. actually was. Uh, um, so the Twins won the World Series. And then we had the, of course, infamous snowstorm. All right. My final prediction. Write this down. Uh, this is very random, but I believe it will happen because this team is in such dire straits. Shohei Otani will be traded by the Angels this offseason. Shohei Otani will be traded. It'll be a massive deal, obviously. Wow. And the Angels will get a ton back, but that, that team is in such dire straits. And I don't, I don't know Mike Trout health wise, like where he's at at this point. So, uh, and Otani's going to be a free agent coming up in the next couple of years. So anyway, long story short, I think Shohei Otani gets traded off the record, probably to a team like the Yankees or something. say, right. Yeah. It has, it screams like a New York situation. Yeah. But I mean, they'll also uh, would obviously have enough to give up. So Otani gets traded this off season. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be a haul. Juan Soto got traded, so, I mean, the precedent's there. I can Absolutely. see it happening. Makes sense. Yep. All right, uh, my last prediction. Uh, because I am team Will Zalatoris, not just because, uh, you know, we're great brethren and we look alike and we get really fired up over uh, just a couple foot putts you're supposed to knock down, um, he is leading the FedEx Cup with, I believe, two events to go right now. So because he won that event, he got vaulted up to first. Scheffler's, like, right on his tail, like, trailing by less than 100 FedEx Cup points. So it's probably going to come down to Scheffler... Will Zalatoris, um, Cam Smith should contend, but he, I, th- I think he either has to win one of these next two events and one of those two also has to collapse. Okay. Um, but I will write this down. Will Zalatoris will win the 2022 FedEx Cup. Okay. So, so he'll have to play well enough. to. He basically has to play better golf than Scotty Scheffler over the next two events and then not have Cam Smith probably win an event. Um, I don't know if this is a touchdown prediction because he's, he's still leading it. Old Macadac might have to be decided, but but I think I think I think run. he'll 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 uh, he'll hold on to the FedEx Cup lead, and my guy Will Zalatoris, uh, who I've been just love watching this year, great for golf. I love when new guys just step in and just start knocking. Do down you like Scheffler? I like well? Scotty. Yeah, Scotty's fine. I don't mind Scheffler. He's I like very him. good. I love Cam. You know, I know Cam might be joining the live here, and then yeah, Cam like. is is uh, doing everything well, the they can with uh, Tiger. and yeah, The players met on Tuesday, Today, correct? Tuesday, yeah, on Tuesday. Like trying to decide what to do with the guys that are going to the Live Tour? I, I wish Phil was here too, by the way, because like, I want to know why Ricky Fowler's traveling in a private jet with Tiger. Like, I, I, And I love Ricky. Like, I, But Fowler has like fallen off the face of the earth in his game. Like, the yeah, last it doesn't stop. I, yeah, but Tiger for Tiger has fall, fallen off the face yeah, of the earth. Yeah, but he's Tiger bleeping woods. You know? yeah, like, but they're probably buddies. Dude, it's like, it's like music. Go look at the That's guys true. or the or the people in among artists that travel together. 
That's it's true. some weird, weird it's some like bizarre coupling. So that's All probably right. why. Last one from uh, old Macadac here to wrap things up. Oh, Mackie right. and okay. Judd, write that down. Okay, third and final prediction here presented by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. If you are a business looking for, I don't know, a better offensive line, so to speak, to help protect you from risks that may be out on the horizon. Federated's been around for over 100 years, helping business owners maximize the success of their business. You can find out more at federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. All right, going for home run predictions here. I think the Twins are on the verge of a hot streak. Write this down. Between now, which is, which is, this is, how should I phrase this? Let's just say this. Between Wednesday and next week's write that down, the Twins will lose one or fewer games over that stretch. A hot streak on the horizon. One or fewer losses between Wednesday of this week and next week's write that down. Look at this Twins Kool-Aid. I love it, Philly. I love it. You really love it? Yes. What the hell is he talking about? He just predicted a sweep of the Dodgers. Okay, look, you and you and Ross Brendel always just crapping on, on some twin stuff. Why don't you guys get together come, and talk about how much come you close. don't like the twins? Well, why wouldn't you learn from your mistakes? He's going for home run predictions. I, I can't blame him here. I can't blame him. I was there last night. Monday night? I was there Monday night. And let me just tell you right now, it ain't going to end well. It ain't going to end well. By, by the way, did you see the clip that Doogie, our friend Darren Doogie Wilson tweeted of um, Sonny Gray talking to Joe Schmidt about being pulled from games? I did not. Okay, so uh, Sonny, Sonny Gray Sonny Gray seems like a really smart like pitcher type of yeah. guy. I have no idea if he's a smart person, but he's like a... You I know, think he is. Athletic smarts don't necessarily dovetail with... Yes, um, he's a competitor. He's a very yes, high exactly. competitor, yeah. Well put. And um, so it's, I guess Joe Schmidt asked him about, you know, you're being pulled a lot, you know, and, and, and we, we've gotten to a point now where it's very clear there are some guys that are greatly bothered by this. Yeah. Um, Dylan Bundy, who really probably shouldn't be bugged by it, said a couple of weeks ago, there are no discussions. When, it's, when I'm being pulled, there are no discussions. I don't get the politics to stay in, which I found to be very intriguing. Um, and Sonny Gray, if you go and look at Doogie, his Twitter account, what he retweeted of Joe Schmidt asking Gray about it, um, hmm. you could tell the frustration is very much there. Wow. Uh, the you know I don't blame him. I think be, I think deciding your fate in the afternoon for a night game is probably extremely yeah, stupid at some point. <laughs> annoying. Now I would argue that Archer and Bundy probably don't have much of a leg to stand on, um, but if you're Sonny Gray. Yeah, I mean, you're 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 not bad, and I, like, I like your your personal success or lack of success should be take, taken into account. And I think where Dex, I think where Rocco and the team opened the door for real debate here was when, um, was when Mally in Anaheim told Rocco, "I ain't coming out." Yeah. And I think guys looked at that and they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, Tyler Mallett's good. But, you know, if you're Sonny Gray, you're like, that guy ain't like 10 times. He ain't Colfax. So anyway, I found it very intriguing that I I think we're getting to a a, a boiling point here with we decided at 2.15 this afternoon you were coming out. And they're like, 
I don't think that's a great idea. Yeah, Sonny Gray is going uh, is uh, pitching to the seventh inning for the first time. He was the first Twins pitcher to pitch in the seventh inning on on Tuesday since July first. So six whole weeks the Twins went without a starter going into so, the seventh. So, so he must have said, "You guys are yeah. done doing that." Good for you. All right. Well, speaking of uh, having pre-planned uh, outcomes for us, that wraps up things on uh, on write that down. We aren't, we're on a pitch count duty here of our own, so we're going to go over and make predictions on Purple Daily. Write that down. You can find that Daily Minnesota Vikings Entertainment. Shout out to everyone too who has hit the subscribe button on our YouTube channel. We've had like almost 200 subscribers in the last like three or four days. Not not bad for a couple clickbait artists over here. Uh, Buzz Factory. Jetted myself in Buzz Factory. Ooh, oh, Buzz, Buzz Factory. factory. I, we have to record it. Let's let's make it happen. I've, we got you know I'm out for that. Yeah, let's do it. I say it. All right. Talk to you later. Write that down. We'll be back on Thursday.